Welcome to the Being Dad Podcast, Episode 7, My New Dad IQ. On this week's show, we're looking into whether there's any benefit to having what they call skin-to-skin contact between newborns and dads. Isn't that one of mom's jobs? Also, did you find out the gender of your baby before it was born? Is it better to know or just have a yellow and green nursery? Plus, I'm doing a new dad IQ test this week. Uh Uh-oh, this could be embarrassing. And a power-folding stroller with daytime running lights on tech time. All that and more. Stay tuned. Thank you for joining me on the Being Dad podcast. This is episode seven. My name is Stephen Beatty, and this is the show where we join together in an attempt to survive being dad for all of us who are working on being dad and those who support us. I'm glad you're here checking out the show this week. As always, you can find the podcast in many different locations, but the easiest way to hear the new shows and find updates is to visit the www.beingdadpodcast.com website. All the show episodes are there with links to the listen right on the site and also links to all the popular social media sites where the podcast is located and links to iTunes as well. Please feel free to send me off an email with any comments, questions, or show ideas. My email address is stephen at beingdadpodcast.com. I've got lots of great stuff for you this week, including some cool Tech Time gadgets. And like I said earlier, I'm going to potentially embarrass myself doing a new dad IQ test with you. You can answer the questions along with me as we go and see how embarrassed you can get. First up, though, skin-to-skin contact between us dads and our babies. What am I talking about with skin-to-skin contact? And what's the point? When they're talking about skin-to-skin contact, often what they are referring to is the time immediately after a baby is born when he or she is placed, right away, still naked, on mom's chest, skin-to-skin. This has been a practice that has increased in popularity over the past number of years as studies have shown that there are many benefits from this skin-to-skin contact. Being born is a pretty traumatic experience for the new baby, and this skin-to-skin contact can, in a way, mimic the warmth and comfort of the uterus and make the transition from in the womb to outside a bit more easy for the baby to cope with. Researchers suggest that this initial skin-to-skin contact lasts for a couple hours or longer, and they state that there are a number of benefits from doing this such as the baby appears less agitated, the baby's vital signs are more stable, as mom's body's heat can help to regulate the baby's temperature, heart rate, breathing rate, and blood sugar. Also, the baby is more likely to have some success with breastfeeding, as it will instinctively try to move to the breast when in this position. These are all great benefits, but is there also any benefit to dad being involved with this skin-to-skin contact? 
Obviously, dad won't be breastfeeding, but all the other benefits still exist if dad participates along with mom or if dad provides this skin-to-skin contact in place of mom if she is not able to for some medical reason. Like mom, though, you don't want any physical barriers in between the baby and your chest, so shirts off and place the baby right on your chest. You can then wrap a blanket around the two of you if the room is chilly, but you want to maintain this skin-to-skin contact. A Swedish researcher named Kirsten Erlinson states in a study that, and I quote, A father can soothe his newborn as effectively as a mother, and more effectively than if the baby is placed in a crib during the first two hours after birth, end quote, by using this skin-to-skin contact. This skin-to-skin contact can continue to be a great way for dads to bond with and soothe their baby at home when the baby is crying. Sounds like something that can be worthwhile for us to do, for sure. For more information, my resources are in my show notes on the website, or you can do your own research and reading online. Just do a search for skin-to-skin contact for dads and babies. All right, let's see a show of hands. How many of you out there have decided to keep the gender of your new baby a mystery until the delivery day? Are you happy with that decision, or is there a part of you that wishes you knew? Michelle and I have decided not to find out the baby's gender before he or she enters the world, and really what made us come to that decision was when some friends of ours told us that finding out the gender at the time of their birth was for them the biggest surprise of their life, and they were really happy with their decision to wait. I think there can be lots of benefits to knowing the gender beforehand when it comes to planning things, but obviously it's a very personal decision, and I'm not here to convince you either way. I did, however, find some tips and tricks that you can do at home to try and figure out the gender without the use of an ultrasound anyway. Michelle and I did some of these, and some told us we were having a boy, and some told us we were having a girl. So, obviously, these are not scientifically proven, but fun nonetheless. Firstly, if mom is carrying the baby high, apparently it's supposed to be a girl. If she is carrying the baby low, then it's a boy. Michelle seems to be carrying it right in the middle, so we were unsure on that one. When you see your doctor or midwife, they usually check the baby's heart rate with their Doppler machine. Theory has it that if the baby's heart rate is above 140 beats per minute, then it's a girl. If it's below 140, it's a boy. Again, ours always seem to be right on 140, so that's not much help either. Another predictor can be what snacks mom is craving. If she seems to be craving sweet foods, it's a girl. And if she's craving sour or salty foods, it's a boy. I think Michelle has been craving more sweets than sours, so we can score that one up for the girl here. There's an old Mayan gender predictor tool that takes mom's age at the time of conception and the year that conception took place to figure out the gender. If both are even or odd numbers, then it's a girl. If one's even and one's odd, 
it's a boy. Ours predicted a boy here. Now this one is really weird and we didn't try it, but feel free to give it a go for yourself. Take a cup of mom's urine. Yes, take a cup of mom's urine and put in a tablespoon of Drano. If the mixture turns green, it's a girl. If it turns blue, it's a boy. This one's a bit easier to do. Take a key, a car key, house key, it doesn't matter. Place it on the table in front of your significant other. Without telling her why, ask her to pick it up. If she grabs it by the narrow end, it's a girl. If she grabs it by the larger end, it's a boy. For us, this came out predicting a girl. Finally, if you're married, have mom take off her wedding ring and tie some string to it. Then, with mom lying on her back, hang the ring over her belly. If the ring swings in a circle motion, it's a boy. If it swings back and forth, it's a girl. We didn't try this one, but maybe we should as a tiebreaker, because as I see here, we have two boy predictions and two girl predictions. So maybe this would give us a final answer. I'll leave it up to you to try the Drano one or not, though. Well, it's time to see just how low my new father IQ score is. Or maybe I'll come out looking really smart here. We'll see. Could go either way, really. Babycenter.com has a new father IQ test you can do online at babycenter.com slash new dash father dash IQ. I'm going to give it a go here with you today, and uh, we'll see how I do. This test has 15 multiple-choice questions, testing our knowledge on caring for a new baby. Multiple-choice is good. If in doubt, select C or the longest answer, right? Okay, here we go. Now, question one. How long should you let your newborn cry at night before responding? A. Pick him up right away instead of letting him cry. B, 5 to 10 minutes. C, 10 to 15 minutes. Or D, until he stops. Hmm. I think I'm going to go with B here. 5 to 10 minutes. Okay. Next question. How many times a day does the average newborn eat? Three meals a day, every four hours. Eight to 10 times or on the hour, every hour. Well, I'm thinking breastfeeding, I'm going to go with, well, probably every two to three hours. So I'll go with C, eight to ten times. Question three, what's the standard advice on how long after childbirth you should wait until you and your wife can have sex again? One week, six weeks, three months, until your wife says so? until her doctor gives the green light. Well, I, I think I'm going to go with until your wife says so. If you ever see that as one of the answers, it's, it's probably always a good safe bet. Question four, what's the number one never leave home without it item you should bring for an afternoon at the park with your six-month-old? Your cell phone, a burp cloth, the video camera, a diaper, or sand toys. Hmm. 
Well, I think the cell phone would be a great option. I mean, it has a camera on it. If I need to call for help, I have it. I'm going to go with a your cell phone. Question five, when can you start reading to your baby? A, right away, it's never too soon. B, in four to six months. C, when he can sit up on his own. Or D, when he's at least a year old. Well, it's probably never too early to start reading, so I'm going to go with A, right away. It's never too soon. Question six, what sort of postpartum present would your wife-turned-mom appreciate the most? A, an outfit for the baby. B, a bouquet of flowers. Or C, a gift certificate to pamper herself with a facial, massage, or manicure, and the time off to schedule it. Well, that seems like a no-brainer there. I'm going with C, and also the longest answer, the gift certificate to pamper herself. Question 7. What to... Graco, Peg Perigo, and McLaren have in common? A. They were heroes in World War I. B. They make pasta and tomato sauce. C. They build sturdy strollers. Or D. They're wineries in California's Napa Valley. Well, I do know that Graco makes car seats and Peg Perigo too, so I'm going to go with C. They build sturdy strollers. 8. Which one of these should you use to clean your baby's umbilical cord? A. Rubbing alcohol. B. Nothing, it's best to leave it alone. C. Soap and water. Or D. Baby shampoo. Now, I know they used to use rubbing alcohol, but I'm thinking now uh, it's probably nothing or soap and water. Hmm. Uh, I think I'll choose C. Soap and water. Now we're moving on to question nine. Which one of these words just doesn't belong? A, onesie, B, exorcer, C, pixel, or D, swaddle? Well, all of them except pixel, I believe, have to deal with baby items, so I'm going to go with C, pixel. Question 10. Where's the safest play in the car for your new baby to ride? On someone's lap in the back seat? In an infant car seat facing forward in the front seat? In an infant car seat facing backward in the front seat? Or in an infant car seat facing backward in the back seat? Yep, that sounds right. I'm going with that last one there, D. Question 11, what should you always bring your wife when she breastfeeds? A, a glass of water. B, a magazine. C, her favorite beer. Or D, the TV remote. I'm going to go with a glass of water. I think it's important for her to remain hydrated, so we'll go with that over the beer anyway. Question 12. At what age do most babies sleep through the night? Oh, never. A, three weeks. B, three months. C, nine months. Or D, two years. Uh, hmm. Well, three weeks seems a bit short. Two years seems a bit long. Why don't we go with C, nine months? Question 13, the baby blues refers to A, songs women sing in the delivery room, 
be a woman's sadness and moodiness after giving birth, or C, the incandescent color of the sky. Okay, well, that uh, that seems pretty obvious that it's B. Question 14, your wife is so sleep-deprived that she can't see straight. You, A, call your mother. B, ask your mother-in-law to come visit. C, offer to take the 2 a.m. feeding. Or D, hire a night nurse. Well, uh, I think rather than having outsiders come in, uh, probably uh, especially the mother-in-laws or mothers, I'll offer to take the 2 a.m. feeding. Final question, what's the safest position for babies to sleep in? On his tummy, on his side, on his back, or in his car seat? I'm thinking C on his back for a newborn. I'm thinking C. I'm going to go with that. Okay, so we're all done. Let's click on submit and see how I did here. 11 out of 15. Well, I guess it could be worse. Let's see here. Where did I go wrong? Oh, well, question one I got wrong. How long should we let the baby cry? The correct answer is when a newborn cries, the best thing to do is tune in and respond immediately. New babies crave the comfort of your arms. Don't worry, you can't spoil a new baby, but you can teach him a lot about feeling secure. Okay, so don't wait five to ten minutes for the newborn. Go right away. I also got question three wrong about the standard advice on how long after childbirth you should wait until you have sex. According to this, the correct answer is B. What it does say your partner's consent is key, but generally speaking, after a vaginal delivery, your partner's doctor or midwife will advise six weeks before having sex again. Question four I got wrong also. The number one item to never leave home without it. I had suggested the cell phone, but uh, I guess the correct answer is a diaper. Well, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you don't want to be caught out in the park without a diaper if you need one. Where else did I go wrong? Oh, question eight. Which one of these items should you use to clean your baby's umbilical cord? The correct answer is nothing. It's best to leave it alone. Doctors used to recommend cleaning with alcohol, but most now say to leave the stump alone. Keep it clean and dry until it falls off within a few weeks, but you don't need to use soap and water. So 11 out of 15, that's not too bad. There's lots of information out there about caring for newborns, and this kind of test can be both fun and educational. Babycenter.com has a number of quizzes like this about different baby care issues and topics. So feel free to give some a try and see how you do. Next up on the Being Dad podcast is Tech Time. And I've got some pretty cool items here for you this week. First up is probably the coolest stroller I've seen. This one is called the Origami Power Stroller by a company called Four Moms. Now, the name Four Moms aggravates me a little as it seems that they're ignoring the dad segment of the baby care product marketplace with that name. 
but this does look like a fun stroller if you can get past the name. The thing is full of gadgets for all you techies out there with features like running lights, cell phone charger, self-generating power from the spinning wheels, four-wheel suspension, and a touch of a button command to raise and lower the 29-pound stroller automatically. On the handlebar, there is an LCD screen that gives readings on speed, distance, and temperature. It has safety features to keep it from closing down with a kid in it, and it comes in a variety of seat cover colors. This thing has more features than my Ford Focus and could make you look cool even if you decide to go with that new minivan purchase. Well, maybe not. The price for this is around $850, so not cheap. And you can have a look at 4moms, that's the number 4, moms.com slash origami, O-R-I-G-A-M-I. You can go to the website even if you're a dad. Next up on Tech Time is an app for the iPad called Baby Center Birth Class by the app developer Baby Center. If you're not able to make it to prenatal classes or you're looking for alternatives to a structured prenatal class, then this app might be a good alternative for you. It's basically a workshop that you or you and your spouse can work through to learn about topics like the signs and symptoms of labor, pain management options, birth plan creation, you can listen to real birth stories from new parents, and a lot more. It's about a three-hour program to work through, but you can stop and go as you please in the privacy of your own home, and it's available for free. Check it out in the Apple App Store, Baby Center Birth Class. Finally on Tech Time this week, another smartphone application. This one is called LaborMate by White Peak Software. This is an app for tracking labor contractions. You hit a button when the contraction starts and hit it again when the contraction stops. It keeps track of all the contractions lengths and the frequency and shows you this data in a handy summary so you can see how things are progressing. And it helps you to keep track of all this information during what I imagine is a very anxious time. You can email the data to your doctor or midwife or even post it on Facebook or Twitter if you wanted to. The Labor Meet app is 99 cents in the App Store. Well, that's the end of the show for this week. Thanks very much for having a listen. Again, feel free to email me with any comments. And please join me next time on the Being Dad Podcast. Bye.